Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. Hello there, parents and teenagers. Welcome back to another episode of Raising Daughters. Dr. Tim Jordan here. And my topic today is stress. And the reason I decided to talk about stress today was I was giving a talk at a developmental pediatrics conference uh, this past week, and I was asked at the end, you know, are kids today more anxious and more stressed than they were in the past? And I said yes, and they said, why do you think? And then I looked at the, at the person who asked the question, and it's, it was a good question, and I said, how much time do I have? Everybody laughed, because I only had like two minutes left uh, before the conference was over. And I, and I gave him a down and dirty kind of answer, but I, I didn't give it much credence. And I thought I would try today instead to spend a little bit more time talking about what's going on when it comes to stress and our daughters today. My personal experience tells me that the kids are more stressed. The girls I see in my counseling practice, the girls who I talk to in my circles at schools, and my weekend retreats, my summer camps, all of them, and also, by the way, that includes women who are in college, all of them seem a lot more stressed than the girls I was working with 15, 20, 30 years ago. So let me give you a little bit of data just to start with, just to kind of set the tone. Uh, research has shown that teens report that their stress levels during the school year far exceeds what they believe to be healthy, and even tops adults' average reported levels of stress. So our teens are even more stressed out than adults. For teens, the most commonly reported sources of stress were school, that was 83% of teens, getting into a good college or deciding what to do after high school, that was 69%, and financial concerns for their family, 65%. 27% of teens report experiencing a level of stress during the school year that is 8, a 9, or a 10 on a 10-point scale. So not just stress, they're really stressed. Also, teens report experiencing both emotional and physical symptoms of stress in similar proportions to adults in this world today. They feel uh, irritable, angry, nervous, or anxious, tired. So as is often the case, kids oftentimes mirror the adults around them. So we're not much farther off than adults are when it comes to stress. It's also interesting that teens who have a high level of stress report spending an average of three and a half hours a day online. And that compares to only two hours a day for teens who have low levels of stress during the past school year. So spending more time online seems to be associated with more stress. About half of teens who have high stress say they watch television or movies for more than two hours a day, that compares to only 20% of teens with low stress. So that's about 50% uh, compared to 20%. Women and girls report stress at rates higher than men, and they're more likely to experience symptoms of stress and more troubling, uh, have, excuse me, have more trouble managing stress. So it's not just of girls and boys, it's also the fact that girls experience more of it than boys today. Stress also appears to affect a teen girl's relationship with food. Some interesting stats about this. In the past month, girls report eating too much or too little because of stress. Uh, there's a change in their appetite when they're stressed. They skip meals due to stress. 
and they overeat or eat unhealthy foods because of stress. And in most cases, that's two to three times higher than in the boys at the same age. Girls also have been found to be more worried about their appearance. They feel bad when they compare themselves to other people on social media and online. And they say that how other people perceive them on social media is a significant source of stress, way more so than boys express. Another quick factor here that I think we don't talk about enough. I have found that in this day and age, that a lot of times stress has become a communicable disease. Meaning when girls go to school, they feel like, feel like they're not normal unless they're all stressed out. And all that, they kind of feed off each other. And so it's like an, one upsmanship, like who can be more stressed? Who's doing more homework? Uh, who's, who's up the latest at nighttime with their homework? So it's almost like a competition to see who is the most stressed out. And when I talk to girls in uh, high school and college, they all agree that that's true, especially if they're going to schools that are more competitive and high pressured. So I think it's pretty clear that girls are more stressed today. So then the big question obviously is why? What's going on? So I'm going to list about, I think, eight or 10 factors that, that are contributing to the high levels of stress in girls today. And one of the first ones I want to talk about is perfectionism. There's a huge push in the culture. This is not just true for girls. It's true for everybody, but girls experience it more, I think, to be perfect in how they look, their appearance, uh, their grades, uh, the activities that they do. It's not enough just to be a cheerleader or a dancer. You've got to be a competitive cheerleader and a competitive dancer. Perfectionism, like they have to have the perfect friends and friendships. They're supposed to be the perfect, perfect daughter, perfect girlfriend. There's a huge amount of pressure in this culture to be perfect. There's also an increased amount of academic pressure on girls and high expectations for straight A's, getting into top-tier colleges. Girls express that to me all the time. I've also mentioned before in some podcasts and blogs, and also in my book, my newest book, uh, Letters to My Grandfather, Timeless Wisdom for a Life Worth Living, about this pressure for all girls to to sort of conform to this one right path, Uh, this one prescribed path that all the adults around them are pushing them on, the path about getting, getting good grades, going to the best high schools, going to the best colleges, getting out, getting a good, good job, making a lot of money. There's this one very narrow path. And students tend to try harder and enjoy school more when they're working towards their own ideals of perfectionism and their own expectations. I think when we're trying to smash them all in one path, kids end up lacking autonomy to set their own expectations for themselves to direct their own destinies. Teens who are able to do that are happier and more motivated, and that's also true for adults. So squishing them in this one right path thing, I think, causes them more stress because it's not who they are. It's not really what they want. It's not their life and their purpose. I read a couple interesting studies that also showed that teachers have a huge effect, and not in the way you might think. They found that teachers who are stressed Their students show higher levels of of stress hormone cortisol when they're being taught by these teachers who are either stressed out or experiencing burnout. There's a a Gallup uh, survey done in 2016 that found that 46% of teachers in the U.S. reported high daily stress levels. And when teachers are stressed, students show lower levels of, of social adjustment and academic performance. So the fact that so many teachers are stressed out is having a huge effect on their students. A big factor in stress levels is sleep, and especially for, for teenagers who are, on average, sleep-deprived. 
The average teen sleeps around seven hours a night when they're really in need of eight to 10 hours. And that's during the school week. Teens who sleep fewer than eight hours on a school night are more likely to report experiencing symptoms of stress, uh, irritability, nervousness, sadness, and feeling overwhelmed. And it becomes a vicious cycle because if you're having a hard time falling asleep because you're stressed out and you have so many things in your mind, you don't sleep as well, you don't sleep as sound, which means you're more tired the next day, which makes you more uh, unfocused and it makes it harder to do things. You become more stressed about that and then it's hard to fall asleep the next night. And so it definitely becomes a vicious cycle for a lot of teens today. Another common experience I find with, with teen girls today is that they're overloaded a lot because they're not expressing their emotions along the way. We've done a great job at keeping them kind of busy and distracted, and all the devices that they have, the electronics, obviously makes it easy to be distracted all day. They don't want to feel their emotions. They don't want to feel things or think about things that are bothering them. So it's really easy today to stay busy from those, distract themselves from those feelings, and the cost is they build up. And because of that distraction and busyness, I think a lot of girls today are distract or excuse me, disconnected from their emotions. When I ask them in my office, you know, what are you feeling? Most of the time they say, I don't know. They haven't taken the time to access their inner worlds. And they also lack the quiet time that they need to do that because they're so busy and there's so little downtime. And the other piece about that is they don't have good skills and tools to express their emotions. They just haven't learned those. I'll talk about those in a little bit. And unfortunately, the most common strategies that teens use to handle stress are things like listening to music, uh, social media, playing video games, going online, uh, watching Netflix, uh, watching uh, videos on YouTube, juuling, alcohol or drugs, uh, sometimes spending time with their family or their friends, or sometimes eating. And all those things, other than time with their family, all those other things are distractions. It keeps them from feeling and keeps them from thinking about those things that are bugging them. It keeps them from feeling stressed, but it doesn't last more than the moments that they're doing it. So when they turn off the music, when, they, when the uh, high from the drugs or from the pot goes down, then they're right back to where they started with more emotion and, and things just keep building up. Another piece that I, I um, teach girls about that I work with is to stop multitasking with their homework. Because so many girls, when they're doing their homework, are answering texts, uh, they're looking at Instagram photos, they're scrolling down their walls for pictures, they're maybe watching YouTube or Netflix at the same time, they got the internet on, so they're distracted by all of that, and all of those distractions make it really hard to stay focused on their homework. Researchers at the University of Michigan found that productivity dropped as much as 40% when people try to do two or more things at the same time and they'd made many more mistakes. And I've seen more than one research study that shows that for every moment of uh, distraction or interruption from doing what you're doing, it takes 10 to 20 times the duration of that distraction to get the same level of concentration back. So if they get on, online and they start to fiddle around and answer texts for two minutes, it might take them 10 or 20 or 30 minutes to get back the same level of concentration on the paper they were working on or the homework they were working on. And because of that, it takes them a lot longer to do their homework because of this, those distractions and the multitasking. Thus, they have to stay up later, and maybe midnight or 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock before they're done. Thus, they're not getting enough sleep, which makes it hard to focus the next night. And again, that multitasking contributes to that cycle of not enough sleep and not getting things done efficiently. 
couple more factors about why girls are stressed today. Uh, a big one which people always point to is social media and all the friendship things that go on um, on social media. Uh, teens spend around nine hours a day using their, their electronics, be they text, video games, uh, music, social media, all those things together, about nine hours a day. Um, tween girls, girls who are uh, the early adolescents who are heavy users of social media, feel less normal in studies, they get less sleep, and they derive fewer positive feelings from interacting with their friends and their peers. They feel more stressed, too, when they're on social media. They have that fear of missing out, what they call FOMO. Uh, the anticipation of, is somebody going to call me? Why are people not calling me? Uh, making assumptions, looking at photos on Instagram and seeing that some people are out and they didn't invite them. So they go inside their heads and they ruminate about what, what's, the, what's the cause of that and why aren't people calling me? And then they all of a sudden end up feeling alone and isolated and feel like they have no friends just because they saw a picture on Instagram. That creates a lot of stress in girls. Another new factor, I think, that, that is sort of pushing on girls to make them more stressed is the uncertainty of, of getting a job when they're done with all their schooling. I've been talking to parents for the last 10, 15 years about having lost the security of their expectations. It's hard to know how to prepare your kids um, for their future because their future is so uncertain. Things are changing so fast. Uh, not just with technology, just everything going on in the world when it comes to employment. Uh, when we were kids growing up, we, I wasn't worried about getting a job when I got out because we, back in that day, we just assumed that if we did the right things, like you know, went to college and got a degree, when we got out, we would have financial security. That's just what we thought, especially in our teen years. We kind of expected that whatever we did, there'd be this, this career that would be available to us when we got out. The college degree back in that day kind of ensured us to get a good job and to have a decent income. That is not true today, necessarily. Uh, there's a book called Now You See It, How the Brain Science of Attention Will Transform the Way We Live, Work, and Learn by Kathy Davidson. And in her book, she states that 65% of students currently entering grade school will end up in jobs that have not yet been invented. That's, that's her prediction, 65%. So how do you prepare your kids for that kind of future? And how do young people wrap their heads around that? I.e., what, am I, what do I need to do to be successful? You know, they've experienced the, the, the uh, recessions, uh, autom automation of jobs, globalization of jobs, an increasingly competitive job market. All that's causing anxiety among young people because when they get out with their little degree, it's not enough. Or at least they're told it's not enough. So if that's not enough, what is? Their whole life, they've been pushed down this one prescribed path to success. I think it's a big letdown for, for young adults when they get out of their education and there isn't this perfect job, their dream job just lined up for them. A lot of them have expressed to me frustration, disappointment, and anxiety about that, and thus stress. So with all those stressors and others as well, what do girls need to be able to handle and prevent stress? Let me start with sleep. Uh, we know from good research that when you get into pu the puberty years, adolescent years, that teens' biological clocks undergo a big change. They, they kind of get fast-forwarded one to two hours. So if they want to sleep later, I'm sorry, they want to wake, uh, they want to stay up later, maybe one or two hours, and they want to wake up one or two hours later as well. That's biological. 
that's not about homework. That's not about anything, but their clocks shift in those teen years and don't change back until they're in their 20s. And there's good data that shows when people take that serious and they allow high schools to start later, maybe 9.30 or 10 o'clock, that there are much less uh, kids who are tardy. Uh, Kids are more focused in the mornings and the rest of the day, and their grades go up. So we need to help kids get more sleep. We need to educate them about this multitasking thing with homework. I encourage girls to focus really hard for 50 minutes, 45, 50, maybe an hour, and then relax for five or 10 minutes. Take a break, go outside, take a walk. Maybe check their, their messages then if they want. If they would really focus on their work for 50 minutes with no distractions and no multitasking, they'd get their work done a lot quicker and a lot more efficiently, and it'd be, it'd be better work as well. Uh, we need to ter- uh, encourage our teens to turn their electronics and their screens off at least 30 to 60 minutes before they want to fall asleep because we know the lights and the screens keep them up, not just teens, adults as well. I encourage parents to keep electronics out of their bedrooms, especially when it's bedtime. And I, I also encourage teens that I work with to create a, a habit of having some quiet, relaxing time before they go to sleep, where they do some reading or some artwork or some journaling, something to quiet their busy brains down and express things so they don't go to sleep or try and go to sleep with all this stuff going on in their heads and their hearts. Because of that, that frenzy I mentioned earlier about everybody's so stressed out and it's not normal to not be stressed out, I encourage girls not to join that feeding frenzy. The stress about schoolwork, really stress about anything, is a choice. And to not compete for who's the most stressed and who's spending the most time on homework, who's staying up the latest, I want them to become aware of that, that issue and do it a different way. Do it their own way and don't feel like they have to compete for that. It would help, too, if we would watch our pressure on our girls about their grades, about academics, about having to get straight A's, about having to get into top-tier colleges. They get enough of that from their teachers and from the educational system, but they don't need it from us, their parents. I also would watch pressure about all their other activities besides their academics, the club sports teams, uh, the competitions every weekend, the 12-month-a-year sports teams. Girls need physical and emotional breaks from those activities, no matter what they are. If they don't get those, they get more burned out and stressed. I also would encourage girls to only do things that they really have an interest in or a passion for versus doing things to, to pad their resumes. Because if you do that, their, their schedules get so clogged up and then they get more stressed. A quick shameless plug. Have your daughters and you yourselves read my new book, Letters from My Grandfather, Timeless Wisdom for Life Worth Living, because there's lots of information in there about how girls can kind of reset themselves to start living their lives for themselves, to understand the pressures on them about that one right prescribed path, about how to uh, be autonomous in, in their choices about their interests, about college, about their majors, about their careers. I also have lots of advice in there about how, to, how to, they can figure out how to follow their hearts, their intuition, and their bliss. If they did that, they would be more happy and fulfilled and therefore less stressed. We also need to teach our girls to cultivate more mindfulness. And I've done some blogs and podcasts about that in the past, so check back on those. They need to learn how to be comfortable with quiet alone time. Time for reflection, time to gather themselves, to connect with themselves, uh, time to de-stress by doing things like journaling or drawing or coloring, reading, playing music, playing a musical instrument, 
and learning how to bring themselves to the present moment. So many girls live too much in the future, making assumptions and getting stressed out about that. We can teach them to be more mindful and how to be in the present moment. It also would involve breaks from technology. I've mentioned this, I think, in previous podcasts. When my, my uh, middle school and high school campers come to a week of our summer camp, or our weekends for that matter, at the check-in table, they turn their phones over to their parents. And it's not easy for some of the girls to do that, just like it wouldn't be for you listening to this as well. But at the end of the weekend, at the end of the week, when I ask them, how many of you kind of liked not having that, that phone for just a few days or for a week, they all say it was great. They feel so less pressure. They feel less tense. It's like the pressure's off. They don't need to worry about all that stuff going on. And they can just be fully present with the people around them. That's very de-stressing. We also need to teach them tools to express all of their emotions so they don't build up to overwhelm. Using artwork and journaling and writing stories and writing poetry or writing songs or through their dance or playing an instrument. There's so many tools they can learn to use. And if they do, they'll take care of their emotions all along the way so they don't build up to the point of overload. I encourage girls to make sure they're, they're exercising regularly. There's good data that shows for teenagers who are depressed and anxious that when they just exercise four or five times a week for at least 20 to 25 minutes, that that is just as effective or nearly as effective as antidepressants or therapy. It allows them to blow off steam also so they're more calm. And when they're more calm and the steam's blown off, it's easier for them to, to have a lone quiet time where they can go inward and soul search and reflect. Sometimes they need to exercise. They may need to go outside and run a couple miles and then sit down in the room. And then it's easier to de-stress and use their tools. I encourage girls to have more time in nature. There's a lot of research that shows that when you go outside and spend even as little as five to ten minutes, it slows people down. It causes them to feel more calm and relaxed. They get more focused. That's true for, for little boys with ADD, ADHD. And it's also true for all of us. So time in nature is a good de-stressor for all of us. I also think we need to do a better job of teaching our daughters to be more image savvy, if you will. To not believe all the things that they see online, all the images. Uh, images like in ads, images in movies, images on TV shows, images in, on billboards when they walk through the mall. They look at some of those pictures of, of women and our, our girls in the media and they think that they should look like that. They compare themselves to those people and, and the reality is that nobody looks like that. There's a couple of good videos through uh, Dove.com, D-O-V-E, you know, the soap company. They did about all this. One of them is called Onslaught. The other is called Evolution. Look those up online and, show, and look at those with your daughters. It shows you all the images that keep bombarding our girls and how we need to educate them to not buy it, to not believe it, and to also not fall into the trap of comparing themselves to people online. It seems so obvious and it seems so cliche that people only show their best sides and their best photos on there, but girls forget that as they're scrolling through their walls. Because if you don't understand that, it's going to be really easy to start comparing yourself in a negative way, get stressed out, have your fear of missing out stuff kick in, and be stressed. I think from our side, we also need to value passion where we find it in our daughters. Because uh, instead of them getting worried about finding a job when they're 25, I want them instead to focus on today. I want them to focus on the journey, not the destination. The journey is focusing on things you love to do today. 
getting fully engaged in what you're doing, uh, experiencing those flow moments in your, when, you're, when you lose track of time because you're so into what you're doing. Um, if they do that and they keep themselves in the present moment, then they're not in the future worrying about what might happen or what job will they get or what college they're going to go to. They can stay in the here and now. And that is a great de-stressor. I have talked to a lot of people who employ young adults throughout the world, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who run big companies. And they tell me they could care less, almost all of them, this is true. This is almost all of them. I'm not sure everybody, but I'd say 95% of them have told me they don't care what college those young adults went to. They don't care about their grades in college because they know they're going to have to retrain those people anyway. What they're looking for are, are young adults who have people skills, who can look you in the eye and carry on a conversation they want to see that they, have, they, can, they can get fully engaged in things. They love to look back in a young person's history and see that they, that they got engaged in something that was their interest or their passion. They want people who are reliable, people who are self-motivated, and especially people who are open and flexible learners because they're going to have to be lifelong learners because there is so much change going on in every industry. That's what they look for. And as long as your, your daughters start to develop that, even as they're going through grade school, middle school, and high school, they're going to be more than prepared enough out in the real world to get their job. I also uh, teach girls to focus on what they do have control over instead of things they don't have control over, and to focus on what they can do today to get what they want and to not get too far ahead of themselves. And finally, to, to prepare them to get a job someday and not worry so much about all the changes, we need to allow um, our daughters to have opportunities where they make mistakes, maybe fail sometimes, where they learn to pick themselves up and develop grit. There's good studies that show that grit is the best predictor of success in college and later in life. Because if you've been able to do that dozens of times when you're growing up, when you go to college or when you go off into the world, you know you can take care of yourself. You know that if you feel challenged, if you hit an obstacle, you know you can overcome it because you have. That makes you more optimistic and more hopeful. And those two qualities, along with grit, are the best predictors of success in life. We have a big, we have a big part in our daughters learning how to develop grit and self-efficacy. Stress is a choice. I understand there's lots of pressures on girls that can create it. Awareness from their end and our end is helpful. I hope this uh, podcast has helped in that regard. There are a lot of things that girls can do to prevent getting stressed, as I've mentioned in this podcast. This would be a great one, I think, to listen to with your daughters so they can kind of open up a conversation with you about skills, tools, awarenesses that they need. I hope this is helpful, and I also hope that you pass these on to your friends, people who have daughters or sons, a lot of these things I, I do for daughters because that's, that's who I work with, but a lot of it is also um, good for boys as well. I'll be back in two weeks with another podcast and, and a week with a blog. I always appreciate you coming by and listening into these podcasts. Uh, thanks again and have an unstressful day. need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.